fictional world which you inhabit can be bent to your will only when you enter the fifth dimension. Welcome, members of the Galactic Federation of Time Travelers, all trillion of you out there. How you doing? My name is Misho. This is my counterpart, Alex Trin, Trinception, the man with the plan. Good to be back. Good to be back. Two in a week. Two in a week. Well, look, listen, yeah. we missed Sunday because yeah. we, were, we were getting too hot and bothered with our strategy. Mm-hmm. So, we, uh, so we did it on Tuesday, right? Is that when we did it? Yeah. On Tuesday night. Very nice. Put it out the same night. The video came out the next day because uh, YouTube took lo- too long to load. And uh, and here we are again on Sunday. Back to basics. Yeah, feels good. Um, how you feeling? Great. I feel great, Joe. You know, it's uh, Kabib is a is a tough guy, and uh, you know to take advantage of Kabib was uh, it's uh, you know that 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 boat has sailed. You know. <laughs> so for those who don't get that, well said. Yeah. Well said. Did you did you listen to it? Uh, I only oh. listened to a clip about uh, the UFOs. We're talking about okay. George St. Pierre on, yeah. on Joe Rogan. Yeah. And uh, he he fucking goes deep on the UFOs and and ancient civilizations and all that stuff. The more that I see George St. Pierre on podcasts, yeah. the more I love him. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Why you you don't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess it goes back to that, right? Yeah. When you see people in their element in a live situation like this, yeah. that is when you fall in love with them. That's when you see what kind of people they are. Yeah. So fucking our whole strategy this morning of streaming, it's this podcast, man. That's how we see our personality. Absolutely. It's how we see how we react and it's week to week basis. So what did they, because I didn't, that, that's the only part I didn't listen to okay. the podcast. So what did they talk about? Oh, just that, um, to quote the great Graham Hancock, uh, humanity or uh, humans are a species with amnesia, okay. which means that there's probably a lot of forgotten knowledge that we have uh, that we have totally no awareness of. Yeah. So he's like the human human Homo sapiens have been around. I think he said three hundred thousand years. I yeah. guess it's about that. Yeah. And only in the last twelve thousand years has technology really started. But there seems to be artifacts and like not buildings, but like huge pyramids and. And I don't know, ancient shit mm-hmm. that dates older than that, that there's no way it could have been built with that brand new birth of technology stuff from 12,000 years ago. Yeah. So essentially what they're saying is like civilization must have crashed a few times Makes sense. and restarted because yeah. there's shit that, that exists that can't be really explained. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And who knows? How cool would that be? Because... Yeah, we were around. It took three hundred thousand years to get to a certain point. Did we not hit it maybe a few times earlier? For sure. And then restart. Yeah, because that would explain a bunch of cool god stuff and all that cool shit. One hundred percent. So like he was into it, and he like don't quote me on this because I love that stuff, but I don't have a uh, photographic memory. But George St. Pierre was very impressive in in how how many names he knew, how many places he knew. And he and he and Joe were having a uh, they're having a nice relax, but that's it, man. It's cool. It's cool how that one piece of content hits like a million different demographics and things like that. Yeah, and then it can be cut up yeah. and discovered by many. So maybe going back to our initial talk this morning, because this morning 
what Trent and I do every Sunday is we talk philosophy and we talk we talk business. He tells me about the projects he's working on. Um, I tell him about the project I'm working on, which is always the same project. Mm-hmm. And we're working together now to combine his his growth strategies to my product, which is my music. And we're just trying to figure out like it seems like my demographic of new listeners is is like 15 to 20 year olds young versions of myself and Utrin who you know who are kind of not really social outcasts in a bad way but I, I would just think more intelligent than the average bear yeah which means they would seclude themselves they'd learn an instrument they'd uh, they'd be a little more antisocial mm-hmm. maybe play more video games you know mm-hmm. stuff like exactly how we were and we're saying does our podcast or this podcast because we went on my YouTube channel yeah to look at consistency and it's like a lot of podcasts it's like are you even a musician right that's the question yeah but last week as soon as the podcast dropped and we were talking about record labels and how it works and uh that one fan yeah, yeah. that that we we talk about often it's as true. like as like uh oh, what's it called patient zero yeah was like thank you for that it's that true. was really informative and he's a 17 year old kid from chile and chile great guitar player Amazing guitar, great producer too. His name is Martin Lafferday. If you yeah, want to follow him, absolutely, because he's great. He does great covers. He's a great producer. He's got a great voice. I'm a big fan. But he was thankful for the information provided in the podcast, yeah. and he loved our dynamic. But so, I, I think if there were podcasts when we were younger, we would listen to them because yeah. I was I was listening to whatever that's true I could, yeah. like maybe not you. You were always playing video games. I was, I was more. No, no, but I, I, I was still listening, like watching yeah. the Eureka Chronicles. Arguably, that was our version of podcast. Exactly, sports, sports interviews. Sports uh, interviews. Yeah. yeah, that's that's how we got an inside scoop on our favorite uh, musicians or people. That's how we like like them even more. Yeah, that's true. So even though the dividends of this podcast are not paying off literally now, I think they'll exist forever. Yeah, and people will be able to go see endless amounts of content that's about true. their. Favorite artist and favorite Asian. Oh, I mean agent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a big hit. I got a lot of people. Well, that was funny. It was funny. And it was a demonstration of being live in the moment and that you couldn't have planned that. Yeah. And it is what it is. So yeah, this morning we were just discussing uh, what the strategy was and it, and it started slow, right? Yeah, it, was it, fine. it started. Yeah, No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't great. To me, it was, it's part of the process. Well, yeah, it's part of the process. Yeah. It, it's like we started the puzzle this morning on the on the strategics of how we're going to m- make the Misho project work. And this morning felt like we had just started the puzzle and there were pieces everywhere. And we're starting to see, yeah, is this the right angle? Is this the corner? Is this this? And it's like, oh, no, fuck this. And yeah. then it's essentially like, what are we even doing? Yeah. Fuck this puzzle. What's, I'm, I'm what's, sure so many people feel that way. Every day. Yeah, because you want to figure out what the best way to do what you want to do is. And unless you get started and just start doing stuff and setting targets, yeah, you can just be rolling around, wasting your time. And then we reached a conclusion. The, I guess we just say it. The, the goal here with the music is to be heard by as many people as possible. Absolutely. And the rest is fucking details. Yeah. So what is this the the most efficient way to get that done, right? Because time is money 
and we want to be efficient. So like we were saying last week and the week before, not only are, going to we, are we going to hit 50 labels, we're going to hit 50 sync agencies. Because if the songs can be put in movies or video games or whatever the hell it is, yeah. I don't give a shit because I know that there's good vibes in that, in that music. And uh, the further the reach, yeah. the better it's going to be. You know, music is meant to be heard. Art is meant to be appreciated. And what stems from that is, is the result. Yeah. So we've got the product. We've got the album. We've got the best sales strategist that ever lived. Arguably. Arguably. And, uh, and we're going to do it. We're going to hit it. We're bringing on a two new member to, uh, on a trial run. Yes, sir. To Time Travel Entertainment. It's gonna be good. And we see. We learn. And we learn. But that's the best that like that's that's the takeaway really. It's like set a date to get fucking started. And yep. maybe that out of that whole streaming fucking video yeah. that we watched. Yeah. That that threw me the wrong way. Yeah. Was like start date. Yeah. What's the start date? That's it. And the start date is tomorrow. It is tomorrow, fellow time travelers. Always. And uh, we said that we were gonna play you the pitch. We're gonna play you the trailer. So are we gonna play it now? Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. You wanna play right now? Yeah, yeah, just all just right. Do it. Just do it. Okay, so this is what um, my team and I developed for the trailer of the new Misho album. So this is literally the first taste of the album that you're gonna get. So fellow time travelers, this is a legendary time. Yeah. This is how we're gonna promote this, this podcast. Okay, before you play it. Okay. So because people have heard year one. They've heard Tuesday night. What is the biggest difference between this album and all the previous work? The previous work, there was no real intention behind the songs. Yeah. They were just vibes. Wherever the music took me is where is where it went. Um, I wasn't reaching for big choruses. I wasn't thinking that I wanted it played in an arena. It was literally just a release of what was on my mind without thinking about it. Yeah. This new album, I Time Travel, this new batch of songs was written with someone who taught me intention behind the songs. Yeah. So not only are we looking to write the biggest, best choruses that we could ever come up with, yeah. but the words are infused with, with meaning that will empower the listener. So really, the, the difference is... That's a crazy story. Because just before you go on, it's like you were taught these lessons, you wrote these songs with Pelican, who's now in the fifth dimension. Yes, it's rest like, in peace, the Pelican. It's like Obi-Wan Kenobi. It literally... Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I, when I met the Pelican, he was introduced to me by his best friend yeah. who worked for Atlantic Records, Ryan Brady, who they passed away together in the car. And Brady heard my music... We had a meeting. He liked the vibe. He said, you write great verses, but I want to introduce you to someone who's going to help you write great choruses because that's what you need. Yeah. And we met up. I met up with the Pelican. He was a beautiful fucking soul. In he, LA too. So part of the story is that you just randomly, not yeah, pretty much randomly went to LA, stayed there for how many months? Well, look, this is, this is how yeah. it went. It's a crazy story. Yeah. Uh, sold my company in 2019, yeah. January. Uh, for two weeks, I just chilled. I just chilled on the couch. Uh, 
I was extremely stressed out from the previous six months of negotiations and uh, almost dropping, almost losing the deal multiple times. Yeah. And it came, it came to fruition, sold the company. Perfect. So I was taking some time off. One night, I was on the couch at my brother's place because I didn't even have a place. For a year and a half, I lived in Airbnbs yeah. because I, I wanted to make sure that I had no comfort in my life. <laughs> Fucked up. It's kind of like that girl that was at Totem. Remember she was saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. ended up doing that. Yeah. Uh, and I posted, I was watching YouTube. It was a YouTube playlist and Blink-182 always was on TV. And I took a screenshot of it and I said, name that song. And I posted on Instagram. And a friend of mine, Adam Sand, replied. Shout out. Shout out Adam Sand, the Adam Sand show. He said, feeling this. And he was obviously bullshitting because he's arguably a bigger Blink fan than I am. Yes. And I was like, shut the fuck up, man. And we started talking. And he said, what have you been up to these days? I said, just sold my company and uh, I'm looking to commit totally to the, uh, my artistic endeavors and, uh, and just go into it. He's like, oh, cool, man. I'm working on a movie there um, with Fred Durst. And, well, I, I might be working on the movie, but I have, like, my agent friend, John, is, is like, trying to get me involved or something. But I think Fred is, is looking for, for an investor uh, to license some music for his movie, The Fanatic. He's like, would you like to talk to John? Because maybe, maybe you can get a producer credit out of it or something. I didn't even know what a producer credit was. Yeah. But apparently it's good to have producer credits because then you're on IMDb yeah. and, uh, and it means you've done something. Yeah. And you had just ended your journey of selling the business. So you're like, yeah, it was, fuck a, it. it was a journey that ended the business that I thought I was going to be in. Like when I was a kid, I thought I was just going to be in my whole life. Yeah. But sold it, made some money, feeling good. It was decompressing. And I said, fuck it. I'll talk to this guy, John. And he happens to be Rob Schneider's brother. Like, that's what Adam Sands. I said, Rob Schneider, like Adam, like Adam Sand Sandler? Yeah. Crew? It's confusing. Adam Sand, Adam Sandler. And he's like, yeah. I said, all right, man. Uh, I don't know. Connect me in an email. That night, spoke to him. He said, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Fred, uh, he's a rep I'm representing uh, Fred uh, to look for investment, blah, 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 blah. And I said, fuck it, man. I think I was in Miami then. Yeah. When I spoke to him. So I didn't speak to him that night. I spoke to him a few weeks later. I went to, my brother's like, yo, come to Miami. Come chill, bro. You've been, you've been working a lot. Come chill. So I went to Miami, spoke to this guy, John. And John's like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, this, is, this is what's going on. If you'd be interested, we could talk further. I said, well, how much more are we going to talk on the phone? I'm like, where are you? He's like, LA. I was like, okay, I'll just come to LA. I thought that Florida to LA, yeah. like, like Miami to LA was like a quick flight because I figured they're both like south. Yeah. It was so fucking long, man. It's far. Might as like well. Six hours. Yeah. Right? It's like I fucking flew to London or something. It was a long ass flight. Went there, met John. Three days later, I'm in Fred Durst's fucking living room. Fred Durst, Limp yeah. Biscuit. Yeah. If all you don't if any of you don't know, Limp Biscuit. Break stuff. Yeah. Nookie. Chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Rolling, rolling. Rolling, rolling. And I'm in his fucking living room. In his kitchen. His house like was was in the Malibu fires or something. So he was living in LA. Yeah. In in Hollywood. I'm a guy who sold garage door openers. I'm in Hollywood. I'm hanging out in in Fred Durst's kitchen. His his kid is like coming up and down the stairs. Yeah. Uh he's got like his his buddy who's there. Do you have a red cap 
Backwards? No, oh. no, he didn't. He didn't. He had the same haircut as me. Okay. But with a nicer beard. Yeah. And he couldn't be nicer. I was so fucking nervous. I was like, this is Fred Durst. I don't even know what I'm doing here. And we were talking about uh, quantum theory and a little bit of like the universe and stuff like that. He's like, yeah, you want... And he was so like calm and like so sweet. He's like, hey man, you want to see a couple clips of the movie? Da, da, da. And he was... You're saying, look, this is the kind of tunes that I want to use. Completely not who you would expect from like the young generation days and while we were listening to him. Yeah, the My Generation? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. He was... Well, you could see that yeah. maybe a little like me, like there's a this thing in the eye, you don't want to flip that switch. Sure. <laughs> but he was, he was so nice. Yeah. He was so cool. He was so calm. He was just a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And... He was like, listen, man, it could be a good opportunity. You know, you could do this. I'm, I'm willing to trade a credit for like the financing for the songs. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, quick calculation. Fuck it. So I put out my hand and I'm like, went back when you, before the great war when you could shake hands. Yeah. I was like, let's do it, man. I'm into it. And that was it. And so that began that thing. And I, pl- I, was, I was in my rental car and I was uh, playing John my songs. And he's like, uh, yeah, these are pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, they're, they're kind of all different. Like, maybe they should be more alike. I'm like, yeah, whatever, John. <laughs> and uh, a few weeks later, he's like, yo, we have a meeting with this guy, Ryan, from Atlantic Records. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I sent him your music. I'm like, what? I'm like, this shit's not even fully mixed. It's not even finished. He's like, no, man, he liked it. He wants to meet you. Ended up meeting him at the 101 Cafe, which I think is closed now. Wow. COVID, rest in peace. Yeah. And uh, we just shot the breeze. We talked about the input theory. We talked about the microbiome. We talked about our thoughts and the source of them. And he was into it. And he introduced you to Pelican. And he said, yeah, my, my, my good buddy, the Pelican, who's an awesome songwriter and producer, is going to be in town in a couple of weeks. If you're going to be here, I think you guys should link up and write some songs. And I, I said, sure. I just said, yeah. What was the first song you wrote with Pelican? Uh, down For You. I think it was Down For You or Spaced Out. Wow. I think both the same day. That's crazy. The same hour. Yeah. And we, were, we and that was the first time that I met someone where the goal was let's write a song. And and he's like, "Yeah, I, I listened to your catalog. It's great stuff. Uh, I think you need a song that goes like this." And that's that's what came out of it. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, cool." Um, so we just started riffing and I started playing a chord and then we were just like, oh, is down for you. And that was just the hook at the end. So yeah. now it's a thing I do all the time. I just put the hook at the end of every fucking line, yeah. verse, chorus, bridge, who cares? Just repeat, repeat the fewer words. And, and so the verse was like low and I'm like, the chorus is too high, man. He's like, no, no, it's perfect. Cause when you're live, you sing that low verse. And then when you hit that fucking chorus, it blasts you right in the balls. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And so we wrote that song. We wrote Spaced Out. We wrote Magic. So he taught you, essentially, or he said, let's write songs with the intentions of it being kind of like stadium songs. Exactly. He said, let's write songs that are built for the stadium. Let's build songs with choruses that will fucking resonate through people's souls. Um, We would have these discussions, kind of podcast-type discussions about life, about the input theory, about all these things. And so he loved that that was infused into the lyrics. But he, he showed me that I could reach further than I was reaching. Very like fun. I was in my comfort zone musically. Yeah. And he told me, like he taught me to 
to push outside that because I had it in me. Yeah. And he, by by writing songs that were out of my comfort zone, it gave me no choice but to learn how to sing better, learn how to play better. Then I started re like rehearsing with a band because they put a band together yeah. that, from their network. And I had no choice. Like if I'm in a band, I'm not going to show up and be fucking unprepared and shitty. Yeah. I was taking fucking vocal lessons. I was doing, uh, I was doing what do you call it? Exercises, vocal exercises all day, every day. I was blowing, I was doing too many. I was blowing out my voice before I showed up, but I was fucking there. Yeah. But all that to say is that it's like, I want to write this type of song. Whereas before it was just like, whatever song comes out is what I'm writing. Now it's like, no, no, I, I really like this groove. Yeah. So I want to build a song on that groove. So do you feel like that translates to the trailer and the album that it's like fucking anthem bangers? When you guys hear the trailer, yeah. you're going to hear that these are songs where <clears throat> there's nothing's being held back. You know, I think it's, it's, uh, what is that, that Joker thing? We live in a society. We live in a society where it's it's cool to not push hard, right? You never want to look like you're trying too hard. Yeah. This music is the opposite. I'm giving it everything I got. Fucking love it. I'm, I'm not leaving anything on the table. I'm reaching as high as I fucking can. I'm going as hard as I can. I, the, the way the trailer's set up, I want it to be gut punch after gut punch after gut punch. I want it to be over the top, ridiculous. And another thing he taught me was we went to this record store. It, was, it wasn't Capitol Records. It was something else. We went for a walk on that same day. And he brought me into this record store, huge record store. And he was like, look at all these album covers. If you notice, the great ones look like they sound. Very cool. And they're all controversial. Yeah. That's when the time travel thing really started to kick in gear. I was reading marketing books. I was sharing marketing books. He was sharing marketing books. He was a great collaborator, a great friend. And, uh, and now my, my, my toolbox for songwriting just got bigger. The simplicity got simpler, uh, but the hooks, the hooks got bigger. The hooks got bigger. So if you like year one, if you like the more experimental Tuesday night, I time travel is, is just the culmination. It's the culmination plus the next evolution because the guy behind it is the same. Like if you were digging those vibes, you're still going to dig these vibes. Yeah, It's just that now it's like, it's on level 10 Fuck. all the way. So how was that for a hype? That was a 15 minute hype to play this trailer. All right. So we're ready and for it. Everyone that we mentioned has gone through some podcasts too, that people can go back and yeah, listen so the Pelican, and connect and connect. The, the Pelican and Ryan Brady. Yeah. Uh, Max Perinky and Ryan Brady, they were on the podcast yeah. um, about a month before they passed away. And these were young guys. They were my age. And they passed away in a car accident. And it's like, you say that Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. Essentially, they taught me a shitload about my abilities and about the record industry. And it's almost like they, they gave me what I needed and they said, okay, we're out. Peace. And that's like, look, and not to take away from you know, their loss of their families and all that stuff. But let's say in this story, if I were just to look at it from my perspective, it's like these were just two magic dudes I knew over about two years. Yeah. They came in, delivered me great value and service, and then they like they went to another place. And they were magical beings. So yeah. So that's it. So that's my they're like my Obi Wan.
The pelican was like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And um, so let's listen. Okay, so here's the trailer. Here is the trailer for the upcoming Misho album, I Time Travel. Introducing the brand new album by Misho. Featuring 10 absolute bangers. I believe in you. Vibe so good, you'll be hooked. And for a limited time, Misho is seeking partnership with a next level record label to blow this up to infinity and beyond. Act now to not miss the opportunity of a lifetime. That's it. Very cool. So that's the one-minute trailer. That is the piece of content that... It's a lot of energy right there. That's Was it a lot of energy? Yeah. Was it hype? Did you feel it, fellow time travelers? Will you leave the comments in the comments section to let, you, to let us know if that was fucking hype? But I know it's hype. Like, I don't need to ask. I know. Yeah. And it felt great. And at first, we wanted to do a movie trailer, but without a movie, impossible. Because you got to cut it down. Yeah. Make it interesting. Then I was just thinking one morning during a meditation, why not do those old school compilation commercials and just have every fucking track? And that's not even every track. Yeah. That's only nine, I think. But uh, but how do you what do you think about of that as a as a hype tool to to get things sold? I think it's original. I think it's good and it's short enough to leave a great vibe. So Yeah, yeah we don't want to leave a eight minute uh Eight-minute in-depth trailer. Yeah. Um, Straight to the point, just like you, my friend. Yeah. No time for bullshit. Yeah. No time for bullshit. It's like, this is it. And the aesthetic of the video. Should I post the video in the podcast? Yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Block my phone number or fuck it? Fuck it. No, I got to block my phone number. Okay, I guess. I'll block my phone number, but... Or change it to Donnie's number. That's what I'll... Donnie Dekas. Nice. You always bring him back, that motherfucker. Sorry, Donnie. Donnie, because we love him so much and we need to do our best to get a million subscribers. Mm-hmm. Look, the only reason to get a million subscribers is to get Donnie Dekas on the podcast. 100%. 1 billion percent. So that's it. So I wanted to make something short and sweet. I come from a sales background. I come from a leadership background. If you make things concise and simple, you don't waste anyone's time. It tells you that you respect their time. Yeah. And the product itself is so bold in its presentation because mm-hmm. the visuals are... You either you're into it or you fucking hate it. There's no in between. And I think that's, uh, I think we're gonna have a great shot. Absolutely. We're reaching out to a hundred people or a hundred corporations. Thousand, as many. As many as it takes. Yeah. And we're talking about this, you know, record labels take 85%, 90%. Fuck it, man. Who cares? You know how much perfume I'm gonna sell? I'm gonna do my fragrance. The only reason I make music is to sell my fragrance. 100%. My fucking fragrance. Now, I've got some ideas and tricks up my sleeve. But the idea is these vibes are good and they need to get out there. Absolutely. I can do some fucking... Especially for summer. People need it. 
people nice outside. people need it the world's opening up yeah. or or not it's open up it needs to open up it people needs to open up yeah, and i think this will up. this will shift the paradigm in that way absolutely because every second every forward movement that we make is a, is the ch- the path we choose is yeah. is a path of infinite possibilities yeah so there's infinite timelines that we can move forward on and i want to assist in the timelines you know absolutely i don't want to dim your vibration no you know what dim my vibrations masks oh yeah yeah they fucking kill my vibe oh really yeah not me yeah no they make me really happy they pump me up yeah Espe- like especially outside in your car <laughs> like when i see people driving around with their masks in their car i'm like you know what they get it that's what i see it's a fucking troll no, oh i don't troll i don't troll ever look i'm never gonna tell anyone what to do or what not to do just don't tell me what to do absolutely and that's the end of the story yeah. and you know what uh, let's say I'm walking outside and everybody else is wearing a mask. No one has ever told me to put one on. So until that happens, I'm cool. Absolutely. I'm cool. I think we should just uh, lead by example and do what we think is best. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, many people are scared. And I don't think they're as scared of laws as they are of other people. And and that's it. But it, it just shows me who are the leaders and who are not the leaders. And not everyone can be a leader. Absolutely. End of the day, that's all it is. Yeah. Is this controversial? I don't know. Fuck it. It was a leader. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You're damn right he is. Yeah. So now let's, that's a perf, perfect segue. Yeah. Tell me a story. So. Tell us a story. Tell the, the members of the Galactic Federation the story. So yeah, the world needs to reopen up. And like you said, there are leaders and then there are followers. Leaders are always going to be the first. They're going to get shit on. They're going to be, but they make the tough calls. That is correct. And so while... Uh, NBA is not playing in front of fans. Um, a lot of leagues aren't, you know, doing. Sh- there's no concerts in front of fans. Not not a lot. The um, the right countries they do do it, but uh, yesterday in Tampa, Florida, at Raymond James Stadium, WrestleMania in front of thirty fifty thousand people was back because that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Get people excited. I think the. Um, I think community, uh, I think groups, I yeah. think vibes yeah. are very underrated for your immune system. 100%. That's the only logical explanation to why you'd watch two men or two women fake punch each other <laughs> in the ring. So you can do it with other people. Yeah. Right? You can do it with anything. If, 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 if the only reason you go to an event like that is for the vibes and the good time. It's like imagine like that event is the thing that's that someone looks forward to their entire year. Yeah. And you take that away from them. Yeah. Because whether you choose it or not, most people uh most most people are not let's say I don't know as as fortunate or or people people have hard lives for the most part. Yeah. And these events, these things allow people to to get out and to look forward and to live and to be part of an experience to be part of a collective it's like when we go to a concert man it's like uh-huh. fuck 100 and if you take that away you take away their dream you take away their their raison d'être it's the inspiration and us as humans you you need that you might not be able to quantify it but it's the only logical reason why people would go to shows uh, spend thousands and thousands of dollars going to 
um, EDM concerts outside with a million people. Um, Cause so. it feels fucking amazing. Yeah. It is, it, it just feels great. And, and it's scientifically yeah. proven yes. to increase your, your, your neurotransmitter function, your, make your chemicals feel better. 100%. And when your chemicals are balanced, your immune system is higher. The definition of low vibe is low immune system. Because when your immune system's low yeah. and you're not getting the feel-good chemicals that you need, yeah. you see the world as darkness. Yes. As soon as you upregulate all those things, you become healthier. You, you feel better. Yeah. You, you're in fucking action mode. And uh, it's, I think it's keeping people locked up in, in, in their rooms is the worst thing you could ever do for their, uh, for their immune systems, yeah. for their health, for their vibes. But McMahon did it. What's his full name? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Like his middle name is Kennedy? Yeah. Like he could have been named Kennedy McMahon? I think so, yeah. That's so sick. <laughs> And how's his family? Are they still involved? Yeah, yeah. Like his, his son and his daughter? Yeah, his, his son, who's what, 50 now, I think, jumped off a 30-foot cage yesterday. <laughs> they're, they're still doing it. And okay. people are cheering it. And uh, it's, it's kind of impressive how like, like we get NFTs, but people that don't get an, uh, NFTs, like just look at wrestling. It doesn't make sense. Why would you spend a dollar on watching or buying anything? And he's built a huge cult on, on again, Two people fake fighting each other. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah. You know what? It's 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 a story. It, it is a story. And you tune in every week. Yeah. And even if it's written, you never know what's going to happen. One hundred percent. But it's live, and you're watching it with millions of people around the world, and you're part of that community. And you get on Twitter and you see who's trolling, and then you check out the memes and you see who's trolling, and you see what fucking great stuff came out, and you're surprised and shocked of how quick that meme yeah, came out yeah. when that word was said two minutes ago. Same reason why I watch Formula One. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same. To watch the people race, it's definitely, it's interesting. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The strategy, the this, but essentially the most exciting thing is not the race. The most exciting thing is the lead up, the drama. Who's fighting with who? Yeah. Who's going to get traded? Yeah. What's the story? It's the fucking story, man. Every time. Yeah. It's always the story. Always. And, uh, and it's nice that the, the world is opening up. Because input theory, right, would create the reality. Yeah. The world's opening up. Regardless, like Canada's a little slower, but Canada's slower at everything. It's just how it goes. And if we're unhappy? Yeah, you can blah, blah, blah. But we're in Canada. And if, uh, if I want to move, I'll just move. And uh, I'm thinking about it. If things take too long, I want to go eat sushi out, out, out there with my brother and my friend Locke. 100%. If I can't do that, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. Because I'm not really a complainer. I usually just uh, shit or get off the pot. And uh, I don't know, man. Austin's looking mighty fine. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's it. But at the end of the day, we can complain or we can do shit. And Vincent Kennedy McMahon ain't a complainer. A true leader is not a complainer. They're doers. Yeah. They make things happen. Elon left or is leaving mm -hmm. because do you want to be a person of action or a person of talking? The person, people who talk, they're for, they're for Twitter. Yeah. That's what Twitter's for because people who, who don't have the strength to, to fucking make it happen, they have to vocalize it somehow. Yeah. But the doers make it happen. Absolutely. The time travelers make it happen. Right? It's the only way. It's the only way. 
It's the only way. And talking about real stuff like this is the only way too. Can't just skate around talking safe stuff. If you want to build a relationship with people, you got to get to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And the greats are bold, right? And the rest follow along. And that's it. And there's and there's a flavor for everyone. There's a podcast for everyone. There's a musician for everyone. Yeah. I see a white space in music. Yeah. I don't see a lot of music people talking about this, right? So that's a white space, right? Fuck it. I'm a musician who sees a little different. Perfect. Why would I just repeat what every other fucking musician says? There is a flavor for everyone. And there is a flavor for everyone. And if this is not your flavor, then that is that is perfectly fine. But imagine you could never really know your flavor because the artist you follow or listen to or the artist themselves never really says it. Yeah. And I, I think all the greatest artists or greatest personalities are always outspoken about their beliefs. That's true. That's what that's what the greats are. They were always outspoken. And the, the ones that you never hear about were not really outspoken. They really had nothing to say because they lived in fear. Yeah. So they just, you know, did what other people did. They did the safe stuff. They're in the middle of the road, made great livings, probably safer livings than the bold ones. Yeah. The bold ones don't reproduce as well because they, they crash and burn. Yeah. Even the cool, quiet ones always say bold statements like Jim Carrey, Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're not on the Kanye spectrum, but they still have their set of beliefs. And yeah. Absolutely. And they, they believe in them. And I believe that. Uh, so you got. Speaking do it. of Keanu, you watched The Matrix twice. Yeah, I watched it Thursday and Friday. Okay. Not and again, not Matrix one and then two. No, Matrix one twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thought process behind that. Well, I watched it Thursday night. Yeah. Half watch. Okay. I was kind of scrolling. And uh, Juliet, Juliet Five D. Yeah. She came over on Friday night. And I said, uh, oh, no, sorry. It was Wednesday and Thursday I did it. Got it, got it. doesn't change the story at all. Sorry mm -hmm. for wasting your fucking time. But she came over Thursday and I'm like, have you ever seen The Matrix? She said, not since like 2005 or anything. I said, time to watch The Matrix. And I said, we can watch it together, fully immersed. Because when I'm watching a movie alone, yeah. I fuck around. Yeah. When I'm watching a movie with a person, it's like a competition of focus because I'm a competitive guy. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like someone's not focusing. I'm like, hey, focus. I want you to see what I'm seeing. We ordered some good food. It was her birthday and we watched The Matrix and man, does it slap. It's so, it's so on point. The visualization yeah. of the human condition is so beautifully portrayed in a way that is multi-spectrum, multi-dimensional. Let me explain. Okay. If you have absolutely no capacity for depth, which is totally cool, totally fine, and you yeah. like entertainment, yeah. that's the movie for you. Okay. If you see deep... If you ask questions, if you're questioning your reality, that's the movie for you. If you're into conspiracy theories, if you're into alternative ways of thinking, if you're, you know, two and three are kind of the same, but yeah. if you're into that, The Matrix is fucking for you. And, it, and it, it's a metaphor on a metaphor on a metaphor, but also can be taken as fucking literal as well. Okay, so on that note, let's say we loop back to how you wrote the album with intentions okay yeah and we can we can ask them but probably not anymore do you think they're like okay we want to educate people on how we think the world works and do you think they looked at like okay should we make a book should we do this should we do this or wow let's make art and the people that get it will get it and if not it's a great movie so do i think that was their intention yeah 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think that could have been their only intention. Yeah. Because if it was too too literal, yeah. it would be like a shitty sci-fi movie that you see. I always check on Apple TV like for sci-fi and it's like they're just too literal. Yeah. Because to me, it's the perfect combination of philosophy and entertainment. Yeah. And you put 10 people in a room, 10 people will have a different out, uh, a different takeaway. Yeah. And I guess that's how I compare it to, to the album that I yeah that I'm doing. I'm not gonna not yet gonna compare it to the Matrix, but but if you like good songs, you're gonna like the album. And if you can if you find something a little deeper, if that's in you to like, you know, seek a little further, yeah. then there's something there for you too. Because I, I think that's that's great art. Like I can never be the kind of guy to start a a, a YouTube channel to tell people how to do a specific thing. No, no, no. Yeah. Because I'm with a friend of mine that we're such like a, a, a naive and young civilization that we don't know anything. Mm -hmm. So even if it's like the current information that's accurate today, yeah. At some point, it's not going to be accurate. So I don't want to do that. If I want to do something, I want it to live forever. Yeah. You know, like the Matrix. Like the Matrix, and the Matrix essentially is. What does Morpheus say? The very people we're trying to help will be the ones who will fight you the hardest because they're so tied to the matrix yeah. and they're not ready to see outside of it. They're not ready to comprehend it. So you just got to do your thing, not let them dissuade you and just keep going. It's tough, huh? Uh, I, you know what? It's, yeah. not, it's not that tough for me anymore. Okay. I think it's tough if you're new. Yeah. If you're new to the game. But I've been living in this thing where where most of the logical counterparts make no sense. Like I don't make sense to them. Yeah. Because I guess uh, as an artistic guy or someone who's missing brain cells or something, I see what other people <laughs> don't see, and I, I don't explain it to people anymore. That's why I make art. That's why I'm not like uh, Very cool. selling health books. You know. Yeah. It's true. Because I I can the reason you know I always speak in metaphor is because. It's metaphor that's semi-literal, like the Matrix. It, are they telling the truth? Is it a metaphor? Is this real? Is it not? Like that's the question I like. Yeah. Well, the best kind that's, of art. You is never. Like, you don't really know. Yeah. You don't really know, and that's what I like to make. Because that's the lesson: is that you don't know. Nobody knows anything. Exactly. So we don't know. You can just say what you think and yeah. dress it up in a certain way that yeah. you like. So, like that's why it's it's the best. It's if you're in the middle, and it's yeah. It's like Inception, right? That's why I love it so much. Was it a dream? Was it not a dream? You never know. You'll never fucking know. You don't know. Yeah. And it leaves it open. It leaves the conversation open. Yeah. It's good for the comment algorithms. Yeah. That's why my dumbass TikToks do well. This week actually was really poor results compared to last. I think last week in one hour, I had more views than in this whole week. Hey, learning experience. Yeah. It is what it is. But essentially in that, it's like you don't know if what I'm saying. Is like, do I believe it? Is it the truth? Is this real? And then there's some people who comment and they're like... Some people get it. They yeah. fucking get it. Yeah. They get... Well, at least they get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I know that my algorithm is a smaller percentage of the population. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm better, just because it's like... It's just... There are there are less first movers than repeaters. That's just the way it goes. Always. It's the 80-20 rule. The Pareto principle. Look it up, my friends. Members of the Federation. But yeah, The Matrix. I was going to say, you got to watch it. When's the last time you watched it? Say two years ago. Okay. Yeah. How did it hit? 
Actually, no, less than two years. Um, a year ago, yeah, it was okay, amazing. And you were talking to me about like the people that essentially we want to help. Yeah, are the biggest detractors. And you said it's tough. I, it is tough, but I, I like I said, I've I've distanced myself and I I live in my own world. Mm-hmm. Is it tough for you? Do you experience that? No, it's, I I think it's not so tough with the people. It's more uh, just no matter what position you are, it's just tough to. Re- recalibrate it sometimes even if it's on you know you're going on a super high growth path it's it's gonna be tough no matter what i think when you're dealing with others yeah okay yeah yeah because there's and not only others there's just, just like the matrix part of the movie when you think you got figured out something always comes about there's always another obstacle that comes along exactly that yeah. changes the game completely always that's why i can never say with with utmost confidence what something is. Mm-hmm. That's why I couldn't spend my time doing something like that. Yeah. But essentially what I do is what I know up till now, but mixed into a story that can be digestible by a variety of different people. Yeah. That's sweet. It's the good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, the matrix, the matrix is, uh, there's a, look, there's so many different lessons and how you can interpret that. Um, one of the lessons I learned from the matrix is look, you can, download all the data because and and how they segue is is pretty fucking sick it's like look you can download all the karate moves blah 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 but until you actually start fighting that's the best way to learn and that scene where he tries to fly or jump i think that's how i take it Uh, the same metaphor you can read all the books and watch all the videos listen about like the angles about how you should jump and download all the data but the only way you're going to figure it out is to take the fucking the only leap. way to know is to go and literally in the movie he takes the fucking leap to jump into that um on the other building yeah yeah and he lands flat on his face yep but taking the leap that that's really what it is always yeah. and taking the leap is because we don't know right you can have a plan but as soon as you go out into the world yeah. you're presented with a concept or an idea or a reaction from the environment that switches your you completely yeah and that's what we're doing with the pitches. Yeah. That's what you do with any pitch, <clears throat> right? It's just going out and saying, yo, this is what I got. Look, it's... Uh, you can never be... What do they say uh, in zero to one? If you're not embarrassed by the first iteration, yeah. then you waited too long? Yeah. Well, I'm kind of embarrassed by my my metrics. I'm embarrassed by my following. I'm embarrassed by the monthly sales. Yeah. So it's perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely perfect. But I'm not embarrassed by the music because it's the best that I got. So let's go. Let's go. And that's it. Because it's no different than that. It's like you got to put it out. Who are our customers? Right now, they're record labels. Why? Because we want to get fucking, we want to get this out. We want to get this to happen. It's fucking cool. And then the more more people listen to it, the more people introduce to the podcast, the more people can, you know? It's cool because even now that I, I completely, I, I remember that story about how, you know, the album first started. And I think that's cool too. It has take the leap all over it and all the same principles too of yeah. how it happened, right? Like one thing connected to. Yeah, it was all uh, faith and saying, yep, let's go. Let's do it. Not saying no to anything. Yeah. Just going with it. It started with four songs. Yeah. Um, it's a vibe, spaced out, magic. And down for you, mm-hmm. which are a nice collection of songs. But then we added more because I can't stop recording. But I took those lessons, even though sonically they're a little different. Yeah, the new ones. 
not as different as you'd think, but uh, but I think what I learned from that is what applies to the new music. It's just it's just bolder. It's just bold, and and I just want to. When I collaborate with great people, that's that's when magic happens. That's why I want to collaborate with you. That's why I want to collaborate with a great record label. That's mm -hmm. why I want to. I'm collaborating with a great comic book artist next week yeah. for the album cover. Very cool. Uh, I I already reached out. We've got an appointment next week, and we're gonna fucking start making a really cool thing. Yeah. And that's it, man. Exciting stuff. It is very exciting. So what's uh what's on the horizon for you this week, Locky? Uh, busy. A lot of meetings. A lot of uh. You know, spent a couple months planting seeds and the seeds are starting to grow. So at, at, at this point, like we saw this morning, it becomes more about consistency than creativity. The creativity was in the beginning and kind of like the faith was in the beginning. I, similar to, had a journey like yours where like um, you went to Miami and then things randomly happened. Same thing with me. I remember December 26th, I mentally, <laughs> or not mentally in the matrix, quit my old job. That's when I... And then not even seven hours later, I got a text from someone that didn't speak to for about four years that said, hey, my, uh, I got some, an opportunity for you. And now the fruits of that opportunity is really starting to grow. So that's how the, that's how the world in the matrix works. That's how it works. Like, let's say, let's say to explain that in the matrix vibe, yeah. let's say the goal of the matrix or the grid or the feed or whatever it is that we live in, the simulation. Yeah. It's just to make sure we're as occupied as we always were. If you remove things that occupy you, it's inherently into the system to reoccupy you, yeah. but with new things. It'll always want you to, want to occupy you with things that you are currently occupied with. Mm -hmm. But if you take the leap and jump off from those, just know that the matrix or the fifth dimension is just going to give you another thing because it needs to have, it needs to make sure that you have a certain level of inputs at all times. Yeah. So if you just think about it like that, like whatever you quit, whatever relationship you leave, whatever friends you leave behind, whatever you do will be refilled. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Whether it's because we need a certain amount of uh, connection, whatever, if it's uh, a chemical thing that we're subconsciously driving us, who cares what it is? Yeah. Proof is in the pudding. Remove one thing, another thing comes in. Every time. Every time. Every time. That's just how she works. It's, it's just what it is. And or so, else we'd be fucking useless. So like, yeah. Yeah. We need to be doing stuff. We feel better when we're doing stuff. And if we have an opportunity to get out of our comfort zone, that's going to teach us something and bring us somewhere new. Yeah. That's what we're, that's what you did with your new company. That's what I'm doing with this, this record. We're going to uncharted territories. You can think of a re a million reasons not to do it. Yeah. But fuck it. Just go. Like, it doesn't even matter what you do. Yeah. Just go and it'll lead you somewhere. Absolutely. So hearing this shit from two dudes back in the day, we probably would have liked that, right? Like this is like, you know, you always talk about value. Yeah. This is value. A hundred percent. This is value that I think a younger version of me would have fucking been into just to hear this. Like when I, when I watch any podcast, I get value. Yeah. And I think every podcast is a niche in itself because we're all, unique hey honestly there's we've already done it we've hit people up in russia in ukraine in asia like because this content is available everywhere yeah. and just because they don't comment or like it doesn't mean it doesn't affect them it automatically goes into their subconscious exactly and yeah. the fact that we're putting stuff out weekly yeah 
there was a month break, yeah. but essentially it's been every week a podcast has come out in some way, shape, or form. Uh, that is jam full of information that is not the average topic of discussion. Mm -hmm. In my life, it is the average topic of discussion. But anytime I have a conversation with someone and we talk about this stuff, they say, man, it's so nice to talk about this stuff. I never have the opportunity to talk about this. That is true. And this is all I talk about. So I might as well put it out. Yeah. Because... If I talk to just anyone and we, we, we start talking about deep stuff, they thank me for it. I thank them because it's mutually beneficial. Might as well put those third-party vibes out, and that's input theory as well. Yeah. And so it's just building. It's just the beginning. The show will evolve. Things will evolve. But I think just talking about real stuff, there's tremendous value in that. 100%. Because the world is a very safe place. Everyone says what... They think is going to hit the algorithm. Everyone says what they think is going to improve their likability or social rank. Yeah. Fuck it. People just want to hear the real stuff. They just want to hear GSP talk about fucking aliens. Right? And that's it, Olak. So this was a great episode. Yeah. I think we had a good time. Happy to do it. It's so nice that no matter what we're talking about before, the as soon as we get on the podcast, it's like a new energy emerges. Always. Because it's this live, is it like a live accountable thing that happens where it's like we're in a different gear? We're kind of in performance mode? Yeah, always. You know? Yeah. Like it turns it to a new level. We have quite a bit of practice on that, so. I guess we do, but it's like, it's the only place I'd like. Yeah. The rest of it where you think about what could happen if you're having a conversation, fuck that, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Just... Just do it. So, when's Nike going to be a uh, endorser? That's it's not for me to to put it out in the universe. It's, it's for me. To, yeah. Oh, when? Yeah. Twenty twenty two. Perfect. Fuck yeah. Fuck it. I said bulletproof twenty twenty three, but why not? Because you know what you were saying uh, those artists like uh, j one of them just got signed by Adidas. Yes. Yes. It's like, forget getting signed by a record label. Let's get signed by a fucking clothing company. Let's get yeah. signed by Yeezy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just think weird. Think weird. Just say it. You never know. You never know. And if we're consistent, we put it out. Every piece of content is, um, what do you call it? Is, is a lottery ticket. Right? Juliet 5D is currently cutting up clips. Yeah. We're going to keep posting those clips. Might do a, a clips channel. Like, is it going to hurt? No. Right? Like, there's a clip channel on YouTube, but is yeah. it going to hurt to put a clips channel on, on TikTok, like a separate channel? No. It's definitely not going to hurt. No. Even if, they, even if they call me, uh, what, poor man's Joe Rogan? Really? Yeah. Well, I got that once. Oh, I've, I've never seen I have about 200,000 views on those videos. I got one. Yeah, you take those more personally than I do. Yeah. I, I created a burner account to, to fuck with those. Did but, you? Yeah, yeah. You motherfucker. Yeah. You I, I, can't, I can't stand them. So. It's, and it's my... Uh, it's your character flaw? No, it's not a flaw. I fucking enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you enjoy the, the fight back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one thing that's in war, which we, that going back to ancient civilizations, you fight. So. Yeah. So now you fight digitally, whether that's a smart fight or not. Probably not. But uh, yeah. Yeah, because input theory tells me it's not a good fight. Yeah, 100%. It tells me it's a useless fight. Like yeah. my net benefit after is going to decrease. So I rather not answer or tell something, someone something positive yeah. so that they feel worse about themselves. Mm -hmm. Rather than insulting them, I just make, because normally when I do write back, 
they're like, oh, you know what, man, you're okay. That's true. No, no. Like I rather, I rather do that. But you never insult people back. Like the way you write back is perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, because it's it just, it's just not my thing. You're more of a warrior. <laughs> it's just what it is. That's it. All right, members of the Galactic Federation of Time Travelers, the trillions of you out there in the universe, in the multiverse. It's been an absolute slice on this Sunday. I hope you get great Sunday vibes. I hope you're soaking in the beautiful weather. Hope you're seeing your friends and family. And uh, Trin and myself will see you next Sunday. Sunday. Have yourselves a good one. And here's a little tidbit of Spaced Out. Is that your outro song? Yeah, I guess so. 